everyone. You're listening to Ed Young Radio, Ed Pastors Fellowship Church, and we want to thank you for listening with us. These next few minutes together can change your life, and you can always hear more by visiting edyoung.com. Enjoy the message. I want to talk to you about my family, because we've been talking about, you know, family relationships and family things, and I want to tell you a little bit about my story, because it's important for you to know me and for me to know you. And as I look back on my life and talk a little bit about what has happened, I think there might be some things that you can go, hey, I can sort of identify with that. Hey, I can sort of connect with that. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about me because everybody here has a story. I've got a story that's unique. You've got a story that's unique. And every story matters. So I think it's important for us to think about our story. So as I tell my story, think about your story and see how the stories connect. Well, I was born in North Carolina. How many people here, how many people here have ever been in North Carolina? Lift your hand. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was born in North Carolina and grew up in North Carolina, also in South Carolina. When I was a kid, I got very interested in sports. I I, I don't know we have, I don't know if we have very many people who like sports here, but I was into sports. All types of sports. But when I was uh, about 10 or 11, I really got into the game of basketball. Basketball, yes, basketball, basketball. Began to play basketball a lot and loved the game. Now, while playing basketball and while growing up, I had an opportunity to have just an awesome family. Now, my family is far from perfect, just like your family is far from perfect. We have a lot of people here from different families. Some of you come from a single-parent family. Others of you come from the typical nuclear family. Others of you uh, come from a family, you go, man, my family's kind of crazy. Others would say, man, my family is sort of dialed down. My family, though, was, it was an excellent family. And, and when I was young, I really thanked them for one thing. They made sure that I went to church. They really did. And many times, yeah, yeah, that, that deserves an applause. Many times... Many times, you know, I didn't want to go to church. Surely that's not you. Surely no one here sometimes is like, man, I don't want to go to church. I don't, I don't, yeah. I used to say that. I used to say, mom and dad, I don't want to go to church because my friends aren't at church. But they gave me no option. I was at church. You've seen me do this before. Here's the church. There's the steeple. Open the doors and see all the people. Well, that's what I did. I was at church. And sometimes as a student, I look back and go, Wow, Um, I can't believe I went to church so much. But as I really think about it and concentrate on it, I'm so glad that my parents made sure that I was at church. So let me applaud you. In fact, applaud yourself. Cheer for yourself because you are at church. And being at church is one of the most important things in your life. So I want to challenge you over the rest of your life to do something. Let's say this is a church. Here's the church. There's a steeple. Open the door. See all the people. Let's say this is the church. I want to challenge you to orbit your life around the church. Orbit your social life around it. Orbit your relational life around it. Orbit your dating life around it. It's so important to be a person of the church. And if this is your church, make sure you get involved and engaged. God always blesses people who are about 
the church. So anyway, I was into basketball, played basketball all the time, and I was pretty good at basketball. When I was in the eighth grade, I was in the school system of the largest high school in South Carolina. Now I moved from North Carolina to South Carolina, and when I was in the eighth grade, I was fortunate enough to be able to play on the junior varsity basketball team. So I was thrust into an environment with a lot of guys who were much older than I was. And so, you know, I did pretty well, and, 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 and I began to play varsity. I started as a sophomore for the Spring Valley Vikings. Yeah, Spring Valley Vikings, that, that was cool. And, and about that time, I was at church, and I saw somebody, guys, somebody who was hot, somebody who was really, really something else. I'm talking about a girl named Lisa Lee, who is now Lisa Young. But I met her where? I can't, I can't hear you. In where? In church. Here's the church. There's the steeple. Open the doors and see all the hot people. It's a great place to meet your mate. The best place to meet your mate is where? Orbit your lives around the? Yes. Because the church is the house. It's the family of God. I met Lisa there. Now, I didn't know it, but I sort of liked her and she sort of liked me. But you know how it is. And you're like, I don't want to just walk up to the girl and start talking. So, so I told this guy who used to go to our student ministry, David Bubbles Swindler. I told Bubbles, I said, Bubbles, I'm really liking Lisa Lee. So Bubbles, in a very secretive fashion, a clandestine fashion, Bubbles slipped Lisa a note that said, Ed likes you, and he's going to call you. Is it okay for me to give Ed your number? You know, he was like the go-between guy. It was back before, of course, texting and all that. So I call Lisa, and the rest is history, or I should say his story. Get it? Yeah, his story. Lisa and I started, and we called it back in the day, dating. So, man, I was fortunate to meet a great Christian girl when I was only a sophomore in high school. Now, how could someone, as dumb as I was, meet someone as great as that? Well, it's, it's very, very easy. Here's the church. There's a steeple. Do it with me. Open the doors and see all the hot people. Yes. So again, orbit your life. Circle your life socially and relationally around the what? I can't hear you around the what? Church. I'm not talking to play about playing uh, hopscotch. I'm not talking about jumping from church to church. I'm talking about find a church that teaches preaches and reaches people. That's huge. That, that teaches what? The Bible. The Bible is our authority. That preaches the word. What's the word? That's, that's the word of God. And also people that reach others. I'm going to tell you a little bit later as I talk about my story that one of the best ways in the world to get really deep is to begin to share your faith. So Lisa and I were dating and and everything was good, and I was playing basketball. And, and as, I, as I played basketball, some college scouts began to talk to me about the possibility of playing 
college basketball. That was my goal. That was my thing. I was like, man, I've got to play college basketball. I wanted a scholarship. I thought it would be the ultimate to play Division I basketball. And then I had these dreams. Man, I would love to play in the NBA one day. Well, during that summer, I got invited to this basketball camp, invitation only. You know one of those like Nike camps? Okay, I, I went to one of those camps. I thought, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blow this thing up. It's going to be unbelievable. When I was standing in the registration line, I was looking at these guys, and I'm saying to myself, Ed, this is a pipe dream. NBA, there's no way you'll ever be able to play in the NBA. I could tell that just in the registration line. These cats were that big. So, you know, I played okay at the camp and got contacted by a number of schools and all that, but I knew then, I'm like, there's no way I'll play in the NBA because these guys are on a whole nother level. So, I played some more basketball, talked to some schools, and, 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 and during basketball, this is a huge thing I want you to get down. This is a huge thing to pop into your frontal lobe. During basketball, during school, especially during high school, because I went to a real tough and rugged high school, I had a unique experience. On one hand, I had this, this Christian home. My mom and dad, believers. I orbited my life around the what? Church, okay. So I had this world going. But because of school, I found myself thrust into an environment with a bunch of people who were totally clueless about the Bible and God and Christ and the things of the Lord. They didn't know anything about it. Well, here I was going to church, and I was hanging around with a lot of people through sports who weren't. And I began to feel, you know, that peer pressure. You know what peer pressure is, don't you? Peer pressure begins to circle you like a school of hungry sharks. You know, peer pressure. I love that, you know, it, it, it kind of peers at you. Hey, come with me, baby. Peer pressure. You know what I'm saying to you? Peer, we, all, we, we all deal with peer pressure. So I had a decision to make as a young guy. Do I stand and live for the Lord or do I kind of float into the seas of relativism, into the dangerous currents and dun, 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 get eaten up? by those sharks, by that, by that peer pressure that circles like a school of great white sharks. And by God's grace and power, you know what God led me to do? God led me to have a lot of connections with people as a kid, man. And they were, they were totally far away from God, totally hell-raising people. But on the other hand, my best friends were people who were followers of Christ. That's huge. Do you know what a noun is? A noun? Anybody? I know we're back to school. A noun? Anybody knows what a noun is? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, what's a noun? A person, place, or? Say it with me. A person, place, or? I'll say it better than that. Come on. Person, place, or? Thing. Okay. There is a relational noun. Did you know that? There's a relational noun. A person, place, or thing. If you hang out with the wrong person, the wrong person will take you to the wrong place and you'll do wrong things. Am I, am I going too fast for anybody in the house? I'll say it again. You hang out. If I hang out in the wrong place with the wrong person, I'm going to do the wrong thing in my life. You remember this guy in the Bible named Samson? You remember Samson, the biblical bodybuilder? 
arguably the strongest man who ever lived physically. Samson had it going on. And his parents were godly people. His parents said, Samson, do not hang around with the ungodly Philistines. They're going to mess you up. Don't do it. Your best friend, Samson, has got to be people who love the Lord. Your best friend, Samson, got to be people who follow him. The people you date, Samson, they, they need to be people who are followers of Jehovah. And you know what Samson said? Samson said, well, I'm just going to hang out in the Philistine country. You know, just this once. I'll just kind of compromise just this once. And, and, and the book of Judges talks about Samson going down to Timnah. Timnah was a place in the Philistine area. And he began to, 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 to associate with the Philistines. And slowly but surely he began to walk on the edge and the ledge. And you got Samson. This biblical bodybuilder who was supposed to be the man of the hour, too sweet to be sour, the tower of Israeli power. He was supposed to begin to help the Israelites deliver themselves from the hands of the Philistines. But because of his compromise, because of this relational noun problem, he hung out with the wrong person, he went to the wrong place, and he did the wrong thing. He had a haircut in the devil's barbershop, and his life was a tragedy of what might have been. I played basketball at Spring Valley High School with a friend of mine named Larry. Larry was a great player, quick. He could shoot the jumper. He could, he could, he could, he could jump out of the gym, he could rebound, he could do it all. Definitely a college prospect. And during my junior year, Larry, who was a senior, began to just kind of hang out with the wrong people. And I was like, Larry, what are you doing? Don't be hanging out with those people. And then I began to hear that he was, he was like stealing stuff now and then. I mean, nothing major, nothing big, just, just, just a little stuff. Got in some trouble. So he was with like the wrong person. They were taking him to the wrong place. He was doing the wrong thing. And, and then after my junior year, something traumatic happened. Our family moved from the dirty South, South Carolina, all the way to Houston, Texas, 1,003 miles away. I was in love with Lisa. I mean, she was the one. You know what I told her after we'd been dating for three months? I said, you know what, I'm gonna marry you. I don't recommend this, I just did it. I was out of my mind, guys. I said, I'm gonna marry you. And she goes, no, 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 we're not gonna get married because I wanna travel. But sure enough, what happened? I was a prophet, we did get married. I'll tell you about that later. Anyway. That was tough. That like ripped my heart out for us to move right before your senior year. Everything was, was, was hitting on all cylinders and playing basketball and went to this school, Spring Valley, home of the Vikings, and I was dating Lisa Lee. And then, and then all of a sudden, we moved to Houston. Well, I moved and I sort of forgot about Larry. You know, the guy had been hanging around with the wrong person, doing the wrong thing at the wrong places and all that. And, so I kind of forgot about him and ended up finishing up at, at a school in Houston. Then from there, I was fortunate enough to get a college scholarship to, to Florida State, the Florida State Seminoles. And while at Florida State, you know, I had a, uh, a, really, a really good time there. It was a trying time, but a good time. And after Florida State, a friend of mine and I were talking on the phone. He was from South Carolina and he said, uh, Ed, 
are you sitting down? I said, yeah. He said, have you heard about Larry? I said, you mean the guy that I played basketball with at Spring Valley? You mean, you, mean, you mean the guy that was such a great player? He goes, yeah. He said, the dude is in prison. He kills somebody. I said, get out of town. Larry? Kill somebody? He murdered somebody? My friend was like, yes. The next time I went to South Carolina to visit Lisa and her family, I made my way to the, to the state prison, to the, to the prison yard. They let me see Larry. I sat down on a picnic table. And, and as Larry came out, tears were streaming down his face. I said, Larry, I said, Larry what went wrong? I mean, I mean, I mean, when and, and, and how did the wheels fall off? He told me something I'll never forget. He said, I had these friends. Say it with me. I had these friends. I have heard that phrase so many times from people who were 17 to 47, from 47 to 67, I had these friends. There is power in the relational noun. Person, place, or thing. Think about your friends for a second, students. Think about the friends, because you're just kicking off a brand new year. Who are your friends? You know what? I can know all about you without even meeting you just by meeting those people who are closest to you. I can pick anybody out here and just, 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 just meet your friends and tell you, boom, what kind of person you are. So that's kind of the downside of the relational noun. The upside of the relational noun is if you revolve your life around what? What? The church, guess what? There is a great chance you will meet and greet and get to know people who are right. So you'll meet the right person, they'll take it to the right place, and you'll do the right thing. Because the enemy, he wants to get all up in our business. The enemy wants to steal, kill, and destroy from you and me. John chapter 10, verse 10. And one of the ways he does it, whether you're a student, whether you're in college, whether you have your PhD, whether you're, you're, you're in the business world, whether you're some multi-squillionaire, the way he does it is through relationships. Think about your relationships. Do they honor God? Are they taking you to, to places that God wants you to go? Are they highlighting and underscoring those values taught in Scripture? The best place to meet people, where? Is a church. Meet the right people, You'll go to the right places and you'll do the right thing. Because when you make that decision, I'm telling you, amazing things will take place. Peer pressure will happen. I mean, it's gonna happen. It's gonna circle you, it'll circle me. We we'll wanna compromise, we we'll wanna do like Samson. Well, just this once, no big deal, just this once. I'll go down to Timna just this once. Samson bought the lie, and his life was a tragedy of what might have been. Your lives are before you. If we could see the potential in this room that God sees, we wouldn't believe it. It's that amazing. It's that incredible. You have that many gifts, that many talents. You do it for God, whoo, the sky is the limit. If you, if you waste time 
and, and mess around and go, I'm going to try this, I'm going to try that. It's not going to take you where you want to go. You remember Jonah in the Bible? The guy swallowed by the, by the whale and the whale barfed him up on shore. Remember Jonah? You know what God said? Jonah, 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 I want you to go to Nineveh and do what I want you to do. I want you to go to Nineveh and I want you to teach and preach to those people. You know what Jonah did? Jonah said, wow, that's a big old city. Wow. I'm not sure about those people. And Jonah did a 180 and went the opposite direction. The opposite. He went to a place called Tarshish. Say Tarshish with me. Tarshish. Have you ever gone to Tarshish? I have. God said go one way. I said, no, 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 God. I'll go the other. I know what's best for me, right? That's what Jonah did. And whenever you go against where God wants you to go, you'll never get to where you're going, and you will pay the fare. Okay. Whenever I turn my back on God and go my way relationally or my way emotionally or my way educationally, What's going to happen? There's always going to be a boat leaving for Tarshish because the Bible says there was a boat leaving for Tarshish, leaving to go the opposite direction that Jonah was going. So when you go your own way, you'll never get to where you're going and you will pay the fare. On the other hand, if you go God's way to Nineveh, God's way, which is many times the most challenging, you'll always get to where you're going. And check this out. This is is hot, man. He will pay the fare. He will pay the fare. But here's how cool God is. When we go the opposite direction, when we run from God, run from you, God, we'll run right into him. We'll run right into him. But I'm telling you, there's no use to waste your time going this way. Go that way. Go that way. I'm a living, breathing, walking, talking testimony Not of perfection, but of the grace of God. I never went through some kind of crazy stage where I was smoking and drinking and messing around with this and that. I never went through that because I saw what happened to my friends. I saw the power of the relational noun. I believed what my student pastors told me. I believed what my pastor told me. I did those things, not perfectly, but I did those things that today I am where I am because of the mercy of God and the power of God, but also because God gave me the ability to make that commitment. How many people here want to make that commitment? I mean, it's not the easiest. It's not like a layup. It's not like a a slam dunk. But it is worth it. So anyway, back to my story, back to my story. Went to Florida State. Lisa went to Florida State with me. Played play basketball there for the Florida State criminals. And, I'm sorry, Seminoles. And I spent a lot of time on the bench at Florida State, which was phenomenal. Because if you ever want to get humbled, just ride the bench. Oh, it'll, it'll, it'll humble you quick. And Lisa, my girlfriend, she went to every game. All she saw was the back of my jersey, young, number 12. See, I was on the bench. Get it? Yeah, okay. That was funny. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. So at Florida State, though, God began to do something in my life, and I didn't even realize what he was doing. He began to birth the vision of Fellowship Church in my life. 
because I went to a church in Tallahassee, Florida. There was a good church and all that. But when I would take my teammates with me to church who were totally clueless, the music was like, the message was like, I mean, these guys couldn't even connect with it. And I said to myself, self, if you ever go into the ministry, wouldn't it be amazing to have a church where anybody and everybody could show up and they could understand what was going on? I didn't realize it at the time, and that's one of the cool things about following the Lord. You follow him, you don't even realize everything he's doing. He was birthing Fellowship Church in my life when I was 19 years old. I went to, I went to church one Wednesday night. I was just older than a few of you. And a guy teaching the Bible study said some words that messed me up. In fact, I'm still messed up by the words right now. He said, have you ever prayed a high-risk prayer? He said, have you ever prayed that God would lead you into a friendship where you could share Jesus with that person? I was thinking to myself, I can't share Jesus with somebody. I don't know enough. Man, I'm 19 years old. Scholarship athlete, a jock. I, I can't do that. Yeah, I've been to church and all that, but I, I can't do that. That night, because I love to accept the challenge, I went back to the athletic dorm, knelt down, rested my elbows on the air conditioning unit, looked out over the darkened parking lot, and I said, God, you've placed me here amongst all these people who are far away from you. I'm available. I'm ready to be your mouthpiece. And I pray for these people. Just give me the words to say. The next day, I'm walking to class with the guy on our team that we had just, that we had just signed from Clemson University. Dopehead. This guy had, had, had robbed dozens of houses. Phenomenal athlete. Florida State would always recruit people like that, you know. I'm walking to class with him. And he's like, Ed, I want to ask you a question, man. Something's different about you. I mean, you have this, this, this thing about you that's different. The way you treat your girlfriend, the way you honor her, the, the, the way you talk, the way you walk. Here's what he said. I want what you have. I'm like, wow. I just prayed for that last night. And this guy's asking me this question on the campus of Florida State University. Well, that night, through my stuttering and stumbling and fumbling, I had the opportunity to lead him in a prayer to give his life to Jesus Christ. And with tears streaming down his face and tears streaming down my face, that transaction took place. This guy became a part of the family of God. Now, students, that, that messed me up, and I'm still messed up by it today. I didn't realize it, but God was formulating the vision and the values for Fellowship Church right there in that dorm room. Thank you for listening, and thanks to all who give so generously to this ministry. It's because of you that we can continue this show and equip people with the hope of heaven. You can click the link in the description to support the show or visit edyoung.com. 
There you can also be resourced with bonus content for free, including a daily devotional. We also encourage you to share the message today with those around you. Thank you again for listening. God bless.